praying for Remember my yes. morning, Lord. Just dust and ashes. Lord, just a worms all I am. Lord, I'm so glad you put your treasure in these earthen vessels and gave them worth. Lord, we pray, dear Father, right now for your blessings on this service, Lord, tonight. Uh, Lord, visit us, Lord, uh, with your Holy Spirit, I pray. I pray for Sister Bonnie. Uh, Lord, I don't know her status as far as I know. Lord, she's either already in Bowling Green or getting ready to go to Bowling Green. But I pray, Lord, your mercies upon her. Lord, we pray for her every morning. But I wish I'd got an update. But I pray for her. Pray, Lord, Father, for Lord her family. Uh, Lord, we pray, dear Father, Lord, for uh, Lord uh, uh, Rita. Lord, she's got some kind of flu or something. We pray for her. Pray, Father God, Lord, for Larry and Carol. They've been under the weather. I pray for Ashley. Pray, Lord, Father, for Carter, Keaton, and Allie. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, for the families of these that have lost loved ones. Lord, little girl, 13 years old, took her life. Lord, we pray for that family. Lord, I had a man uh, sent me word, Lord, to call him. It's been a while talking with him, Lord, about also a death in their family. His daughter found her. About her mother laying in bed deceased. I pray for that daughter. I pray for him. I pray you'll help him, Lord. It'll be tough. Lord, you're the God of all comfort. You not only comfort us, Lord, but you carry us through the valleys. You help us, Lord, to keep going. I pray for Aaron and his daughter. Lord, I pray for Star mentioned about a family, a Lord that also have death in their family. And I pray for them. Pray you help them, Lord. Pray for Star's husband James having trouble with his foot. Uh, Lord, we pray for them. I pray, dear God, Lord, for Sister uh, Joanne Smith. Lord, uh, no doubt, Lord, she'd be here. She could. She loves church. Thank God for her. Pray you bless the boner. Pray you bless all your children, Lord. I pray you help us, Father. Be a blessing to you, Lord, to give you honor and glory in everything that we say and do. Uh, Lord, uh, even tonight, Lord, I pray for your men of God. As they stand, Lord, tonight, I pray you put, Lord, the anointing of God upon them. Put, Lord, I pray the word of God in their heart. I uh, bless your singers, Lord, tonight. Uh, Lord, we pray for this upcoming uh, uh, family reunion, Lord, a church reunion. Uh, Lord, we pray for that. I, I pray to Andy and Shelly, his wife Shelly, they'd be able to come and help yeah. us out. Lord, that reunion, and Lord, I pray for their children to come with them, Lord, pray you put your blessings on them, I think Danny's working on a song, I pray you bless him in that song, Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, tonight for Patrick and Sarah, Lord, little Lucy just got saved a while back, what a blessing. Oh my, Lord, do it again. Yeah. Uh, Lord, we pray, Lord, little Chase be next to get in line. And I pray, Father God, Lord, after him, little Serenity get in line. And, and Lord, maybe a little Landon, Father, a Lord, little Jake. Lord, we just pray for him, God, to get saved, Lord. I worry about what's going on with our young people today. Yeah. Lord, I'm so thankful they can come to the house of God and, and get away from some of that bad influence for a little while. Get around something good. Uh, get around, Lord, the things of God and, and have a moment of peace. I pray for our young people, Lord. I pray for that family. Sister Miranda mentioned had a car wreck, Lord, and one of them, his name's Trent, fighting for his life. I pray for him, God. I pray you go visit him, Father, with healing in your wings. Yeah. Pray, Lord God, you'd help him recover. And, and, Lord, we just pray for Mark and Miranda. 
Lord, I pray you bless them on them and Caden and Caden. Lord, bless, I pray, all of our young people. Bless all of our families. Help us, Lord, I pray. And all these things, Lord, your blessed will. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. I felt led to speak about the family tonight. One thing I'm convinced of is the disconnect that we have in families. When I say disconnect, I mean the kids go to the room to eat. Uh, you know, no more sitting down at the table. Uh, if you do, everybody's got a smartphone or, or you know, they're watching TV or something. Like that. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about the perfect family. I'm just talking about the family is is suffering today from from uh, that uh, uh, disconnect. Uh, the children need to be able to have that fellowship uh, with the parents. The parents need to make themselves available. One of the worst things, I guess, going on today is where the mother or the father is preoccupied in some nonsense. Uh, you know, when you got an opportunity there to influence your children, I think you're to invest in them. I think you're to pray over them. I think you're to set a good example before them. But I do believe there's a great disconnect in our family. That's what I want to speak about tonight. I don't plan on preaching. If it gets out of the banks, I'll take off with it. Don't get me wrong. But I just really just wanted to do a discourse, just kind of teaching tonight. And we'll take our text out of Genesis chapter number 2. Uh, we'll speak about that first family and how quickly it was attacked. Uh, Genesis Chapter 2. Brenda wants to say 4. Oh, you're, you want to sing? I thought y'all was joking. You want to sing? Not really. I don't know what song you know what. Oh, yeah, by the river? Yeah. All right. Sing. Hey, Amen. Sing it for the Lord. That's right. No way I know to sing it. Amen. There's a river somewhere that's called Jordan. And they say that it's deep and it's wide. And they say that a king and a beggar on that shore will stand side by side at the crossing over Jordan. Why should I be afraid there'll be someone there who loves me and will guide me across that river to endless joys above? You know, I just can't wait to time across that river. I've been wanting to cross it for a long time anyway. Ever since my wife left me, I want to cross it. Gotta occupy, brother. I know. He's coming. When he comes, like you said, I'm leaving. <laughs> I ain't looking back like last while. I'm telling you, I'm out of here. Hallelujah. Now I forgot the second line. Tell me the second line, brother. <laughs> oh, this river is dark and so stormy. It will pass like a dream. In the night, then my soul will awake in the morning with regions of endless delight at the crossing over Jordan. Why should I be afraid there'll be someone there who loves me? And will guide me across that river to endless joys above. Amen. Amen. Come good there, brother. We'll come to the bank of that river. The Bible says I won't have to cross Jordan alone. That's right. Amen. We don't. There'll be somebody there like Brother just Brother Angel's son. They'll not only show us a way to carry us over. All right, Genesis chapter number two. Yeah, 
us going to read in there in verse number 18. And the Lord God, now, you can back up a little bit and say God this, God that, God this, God that. But He's Lord God now. That took place right there in verse number, let's see, verse number 4. He became the Lord God. He became Lord over all that He had created. And here, verse 18, And the Lord God said, It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help made for him. Now, the marriage that we're talking about, the family that we're talking about, we're not talking about an alternative. We're talking about what God created what God said yes. a family is to be. That's right. I know we've come a long ways, baby, but it's been a long ways the wrong way. But God here, yeah, God here saw a lonely man. And God not only saw a lonely man, but God said it's not good that the man should be alone. You know, God designed all this. He made man out of the dust of the ground. Made him in the image of God. Yeah. Saw a great need right here. He said, I will make him a help meant for him. Verse 19, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help met for him. Like I said, God saw a lonely man. Now God here sees a man that he doesn't have a help met for him. Verse 21, The Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Very first anesthesiology. And he slept. And he took out one of his ribs, the very first assert. You know, a lot of things that men do today, they derive uh, the, the knowledge from the Bible. Yeah. They do anesthesiology today. They do surgery today. God put Adam to sleep. God opened up his flesh, took a rib out, and uh, closed up the flesh instead thereof. And uh, they'll sew you up, and they'll operate on you just like God did, verse 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman. Now, Kentaji Jackson may not be able to describe a woman. She may not be able to be politically correct when it comes to the topic of a woman, but God here says he made he a woman that brought her, I hope his pronouns fit the category here, <laughs> unto the man. Now here is the very first family, and it's perfect. That's why Jesus said, Matthew chapter 19, from the beginning, it's not so. Uh, Eve didn't have no competition. It was just her. It was just Adam. She didn't have to worry about Adam uh, committing adultery on her. Adam didn't have to worry about her committing adultery on him. And a lot of things about the family we'll be talking about tonight that aren't healthy to the family. So here you've got a man and a woman and God has brought her unto the man. Now, the very first family God put together right here, He actually done the first marriage ceremony. Verse 23, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones. Flesh of my flesh. She shall be called, and I hope the politically correct bunch out there gets this, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Amen. Therefore shall a man, we'll get, this is the best pronoun verse in the Bible. Shall a man leave his father male and his mother female and cleave unto his wife female and they shall be one flesh. Amen. Now verse 25 here is very significant. They were both naked, the man and his wife, 
and we're not ashamed. Sin had not entered the world. Uh, it's coming, but it hadn't entered the world. And uh, you look at verse 7 of the next chapter there, and it talks about the eyes of them both were open, they knew they was naked, and immediately they wanted to cover up. But I'll tell you, a little child can run around all day long butt naked, won't bother my bed. Right. And you know, they don't make no big deal, but you let them get a little age to them, and I mean, they take off running. Somebody shows up, go put some clothes on. But Adam and Eve here are the first family. They're innocent, no sin. Uh, they're naked. They're not ashamed. Uh, it's natural for them. I'm not talking about anything here tonight that's not indecent. I just want you to know, me and my wife, we've been married 47 years. And I still remember our honeymoon night. Uh, after a while I worked there, brother, they just gave me one night off. That's all they gave me. I worked at Jerry's restaurant up there in Cave City, so we went up there to that Ramada Inn. And I went, see, I used to have to take orders over at Ramada Inn from Jerry's restaurant. So I called up, I said, I want a Jay Boy plate. They brought that to me. And I said, I want some strawberry pie. And I was kind of poking them a little bit. They knew me. And I was wearing them like the shoe. And they was making fun of me. But we, we had one night off. So all we got, and I had to go back to work the next day. But uh, we spent our honeymoon in Vermont Inn, Cave City, right there by the old Jerry's restaurant. And I was a poking little fun at the people there at Jerry's restaurant. I've worked there like two years. But uh, they were both naked. The man and his wife, they were not ashamed. Now, everything is perfect right here. Now, when I'm talking about the family unit and the... the uh, well, lost my train of thought there. Uh, the dis, uh, disconnect of the family. Uh, it's not too long. The wife, uh, you know, she's gone one direction. The man's gone another direction. They're still married. And, you know, me and my wife, I hate to say this, but I was everything but a husband. I never was ever home. Uh, she took care of everything. I went fishing, Brother Ed. I went fishing. I went drinking. I've done it all. But uh, she took care of everything there at the house. I don't know why in the world she put up with me, but she did and didn't kill me. I finally got saved. She finally got a husband. But uh, that took 13 years. I'll tell you right now, I wish I'd been a better husband back then. Mm -hmm. She was a perfect wife. Putting up with me, she should not have done it. I say this. All you wives out there, uh, I'll give you some good advice. That's perfect love right there, though, brother. It is. You're right. You need to tell your husbands, I'm your wife. Tell them friends, hit the road. You husbands out there, you need to love your wives like Christ loved the church. That's unconditional. I don't care what she does, you've got to love her. That's right. She needs you. She needs you to be there. She needs you to pray for her. She needs you to encourage her and support her. Uh, you know, I've just now become a husband, even though I've been married 47 years. I take care of my wife now, like I should have when we first got married. Right. But uh, like I said, the husband goes one way, the wife goes another way, and the kids they end up going different ways. I'm talking about a family uh, unit being under attack, uh, the disconnect of the family, nobody's communicating. Everybody's doing their own thing. Listen, a family is a unit. Uh, we'll talk about the attack of the family in the next chapter. It starts right off the bat, verse number one. But here we've got Adam and Eve, perfect family. Uh, they've been joined together. Uh, you know, it tells right here uh, what God has joined together. Uh, you know, let no man put asunder. Right. And uh, they're, they're, they're married and they're both naked. And they're not ashamed. And you know, that's one of the things about the marriage. Uh, the Bible talks about the husband to be satisfied with his wife. And, and the Bible says wives love their husbands there in Ephesians chapter number 6. Right. Not somebody else's husbands. Wives love your husbands in the Lord. And husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Well, anyway, this, this marriage is perfect. And they're together. And then here, chapter 3, verse 1, here comes the intruder. Here comes the enemy. And uh, the Bible says the serpent was more subtile 
that any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Ye have God said the question mark there. Yeah. You see, God had told Adam of all the trees of the garden he could freely eat, but of one tree he's not to eat of it. And God told him which one it was. Uh, he said, uh, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, verse 17, I started verse 18, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's pretty affirmative. Yeah. Well, here the devil, this septile serpent was nothing but the devil, uh, he says to the woman, Yea, have God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You see, this Bible, uh, I believe it's 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. His instruction in righteousness. We've got everything. No, it's 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scriptures given by inspiration of God. It is proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We've got everything we need. I don't need a prophet. I don't need an apostle. I've got a complete... Bible, no more, don't need no visions, don't need nobody speaking in tongues. Just need to give the most earnest heed to what God gave us. Psalm 68, verse 11, the Lord gave the word, great was accompany those that published it. Every family has got everything they need between the covers of the Bible. That's right. It'll tell a man how he's supposed to conduct himself. It'll tell a woman how she's supposed to conduct herself. Everything we need is right here in the content of the Word of God. Amen. It's our instruction book. Amen. Well, this serpent shows up in his perfect family. Perfect. I mean, you, you can't get a more perfect family than this family right here. And the serpent comes slithering in and the uh, first thing he does, he questions what God said. Yeah, God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And unto the woman said, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now God didn't say about touching it, but He did say you shall not eat of it, uh, lest you die. Right. He said, "Day thou eatest, thou dost for sure die." Okay, every family has this going on. You got the truth right here. Mm-hmm. I, I thank God my Bible. I'm on my twentieth time reading it through. I, I don't even know enough Bible to blow my nose. But I'll tell you one thing: what little bit of Bible I do know, it has so helped me. It's helped me uh, with my relationship to my wife. It's helped me with my relationship to my children. If I can't do nothing else, I can pray for them. I can get down and tell God, help my wife with that pancreas. Help my son get in church. Uh, You know, even my two granddaughters been praying for them and one of them called me. She's getting ready to get a job at TJ Hospital. The other called me, got a job up at Ben Rogers Lawyer's Place up on the square. Uh, just keep praying. Uh, keep lifting them up. Uh, the man is the spiritual leader of the home. The serpent should have come to the man. He's looking for a weak spot. He's not looking for Adam. Adam would have, he would not have failed. I'll, I'll tell you why, you know, Adam didn't fail. Is the Bible said he wasn't deceived. The reason he ate of that tree is he's like Christ. He didn't want to live without eating. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. You know what? In First uh, Timothy chapter 2, it says, For Adam was first formed, verse 13, and then Eve, and Adam was not deceived. He knew what he's doing. The reason he done it, Brother Ed, was because he loved his wife. Yes, he did. Christ loved us and gave himself for us. He actually died so we could live. Amen. Through His death, not only did we get eternal life, but rather by Him raising up from the dead, uh, 
He justified us. We're justified by rising from the dead. He rules again for our justification. Uh, what that means is they got to find something wrong with him to find something wrong with me. Uh, he's the one that's going to present me. But let me get on a family unit. I'm about to chase rabbits a little bit. This first family was attacked. Uh, the devil looked for the weakest link. Yeah. The Bible says a woman is a weaker vessel. And we got a bunch of toeheads today uh, trying to change the order that God sent everything to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like what's going on right here about we're talking about in Genesis 3. God set it in order. He made a male and female. And then you got some towhead says we're going to have an alternative lifestyle and we'll live in the Bible says living in the whole lot. So now you got some, uh, you know, so-called, there's no such word as transgender. They made it up. It's not in the Bible. It's male and female. That's it. No in between. Amen. Nothing else is plain old male and female. Amen. But you know this world, they will believe a lie. They'll run with a lie or they'll run with the truth. But anyway, you got the weaker vessels now. And I feel sorry for these young ladies that have spent their life uh, you know, training to be a swimmer, training, you know, to be a runner, training, you know, to be a, uh, you know, maybe a weightlifter. Here's some guy comes in there and says they identify as a girl. Big pressure 400 pounds. They can't even lift, uh, you know, a third of that. And, and you know, that's, that's the way what we're talking about, about this serpent. And we're talking about the family unit and, and how, uh, you know, it's not uh, the disconnect of the family unit. You got the political disconnect of the family unit. Uh, when our government is right, they'll pass right laws. You find that in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Right. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And, and we've got a lot of nonsense going on today that ought not be going on today. I've got enough Bible right here in front of me right now to show them they're lying. These people are living a lie. They're marring the clay. Oh, they're, uh, Amen, brother. They're grooming these children. Mm -hmm. They're deceiving these children. And, and you know, they're having hormone therapy. Uh, they're removing the young girl's breast. Uh, they're doing sex change operations. Not in the first family. When I'm talking about disconnect, I'm talking about we need to get back mm -hmm. to what God made the family yeah, to be. That's right. Saw a lonely man, made him a wife, presented that wife to him. The family unit is together. Uh, they're not ashamed. The serpent slithers up, shows up, comes to the woman, starts lying. And the woman, uh, you know, being the weaker vessel, she kind of stumbled at the word of God right there in verse 3. And the servant said unto the woman, this is an out and out Lie. Yes, it was. The serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die." He changed one word, Brandon. That's right. God said, "You shall surely die, Teresa." And all the devil did was add one word. Yeah. The devil said, "You shall not surely die." And even if that wasn't enough, he lied a little further. And this is this is the high truth. Verse five. For God doeth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open. They didn't need their eyes open. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people, Brother Ed, sell me some goods. Like you used to talk about that lawnmower. You know what I mean? Should have paid more attention. Mm -hmm. And you get home and it won't even run. And the guy's gone when you go black. But, uh, you know, uh, that's what the devil's doing. He's selling some bad goods right here. Uh, you know, God said, you shall... Surely die. And the devil said, You shall not surely die. And then he says, For God, you know, the Bible says God won't withhold any good thing from us. No. For God doeth know that in the day you eat thereof, boy, there ought to be a big pause right there. I know, it should be. Then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. David didn't need to be as gods, they need to be man and wife. Uh -huh. And you know, a lot, of, a lot of families today are struggling. In the religious aspect of life, uh, I'll tell people out there this: they they won't listen. But if you got a family out there, I'd get my family in church. I wouldn't get them in just any church. Uh, I appreciate Brother Andy and Sister 
shouting. They're looking for a good church. They want one where the Word of God is expounded upon and preached precept upon precept, line upon line. They want their children in the atmosphere of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God. I commend them. I salute them. They're doing their homework. Their children, they're homeschooling them. But I'll tell you, if I had a family out there today, my number one goal would get my family in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching, fundamental church. Right. Right. I wouldn't waste my time. Nowhere else. Time short. Bring our last bit of vapor. I ain't got no time to waste. I wasted 34 years. Brother Ed, I wasted 34 yeah. years. Yeah, wasted it. What a fool! God didn't make me a fool. I made myself a fool. Right. But I say this to you men out there. If you're truly a man, get your family in the house of God. You wives out there, if he won't come, sorry thing, leave him home. Bring him, kids. Come on. Get him in the house of God. Get him in a good church. Give your children a chance against the lies that have been promoted today. I'm telling you, the deck stack today. When I'm talking about the family unit having a disconnect, the reason it's got disconnect is what we're talking about right here. There is a lying serpent. Satan is his name. He'll slither in. And the next thing you know, your marriage will be on the rocks. Your family will be gone. And you'll say, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. You've stained. Listen, Brother Eddie. You've stained from the house of God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says not forsaken as some of ourselves together as a matter of some is but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see that day approaching you need to be in church more today than you ever did in your entire life. I'm telling you this is a great falling away. This is a Laodicean age. This is a day with blind leading blind. This is a day when they're making twofold more childs of hell than themselves. This is a day when you need to get in and I mean get in and sit in and get some word under your belt. Hear the word of God. Hey, get the blessing of God. I'm telling you, you can make it if you'll stay in church. Amen. That's right. I get bad news all the time, brother. I mentioned earlier about a young man called me. Personal friend. His daughter found her mother deceased in the bed. Her, his daughter was about to have a nervous breakdown. He asked me what to do. I said, I'll tell you what I do. I pray for that daughter. And I'll be there. If she wants to talk, let her talk and you listen. You'll learn more through listening than you will anything. And uh, you know, little children, they don't always react right. We just got word a while back about a little 13-year-old girl took her life. I don't know the circumstances. I'm telling you, that little girl could have been in church. She could be here today. She could have been like little Lucy, brother, and raised her hand and said, I want to get saved. Little Sarandi, she says, she loves coming to church. Little Thomas cried last Sunday because Tammy said, we're not going to church today. He cried and said, I want to go to church. Yeah. Tammy didn't feel like it. She came anyway. Brought him. I, I love little Thomas. I think it does and just like it. The family unit today, the disconnect of the family unit today, we're reading about it right here, right now. Devil, here. He's lying when he says you shall not surely die. He's lying when he says, for God doeth know. You see, he's the father of lies. The Bible mentioned in John chapter 8, verse 44. Jesus got a little bit blunt right here. But it was needed. John 8, 44. Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. He's lying right here when he says he shall not surely die. That's a lie. God, who cannot lie, said Adam, in the day you eat thereof, you'll surely die. I saw a grief this while ago, and I probably should have. Borderline preaching tonight. Bible says here in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Wherefore is by one man. We're talking about Adam right here. 
sin entered in the world. How did it enter in the world? Yeah. I'll tell you how it entered in the world. He eat what God said don't eat. That's right. It did not change the word of God. That lie that they both, you know, eat of that tree. God said the day you eat thereof you shall surely die. Uh, the deception of the devil did not change the consequences of their actions. Wherefore by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all of, all of sin. Right. God said it. Don't eat of it. The serpent said, You shall not surely die. He's lying. What are lies going on today? Only way no difference between lying and the truth is to have a Bible. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 17, Thy word is truth. Yeah. The purest truth I know. Jesus said, John 14, 6, I am the truth. I'm telling you, if you want to know the truth, God will get it to you. Amen. Mm. I didn't know this was going to go this way. I've got all kind of notes over it. We ain't going to get to none of that. <laughs> I'm letting the Lord lead here tonight. Yes, bless Verse 6. And when the woman saw, well, I feel so sorry for Eve right here. She'd been deceived. Uh, let's look real quick, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. Paul here talking to the church of Corinth. He said, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his sublimity, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. You know this, I feel sorry for Eve right here. Yeah. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, what, what changed? God said, you know, even she said, don't even look at it. Amen. But, uh, but here now, she's looking at this tree. Yeah. She's looking at it different than she did before. Before she shunned it. Before she wanted nothing to do with it. Now, through the craftiness and the cunningness of Satan, now she's looking at this tree. And what she sees is a tree that's good for food. And it's pleasant to the eyes. A tree to be desired to make one wise. And sadly, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. You know, you watch them snow white. Ate an apple. Next thing you know, she's over here and she's asleep. You know, we watch them. Dick Backman, that's good. Walt Disney movies. Sleeping Beauty there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them just touched the finger of a, uh, we call it yarn spinning, spindle, whatever. Yeah. Put her to sleep. Yeah. Then you got Sleeping Beauty here, and they got the dwarves, and uh, and here comes Prince Charming, picturing Jesus. Comes in and kisses that girl, and she comes alive. I, you know, I, I feel so sorry for Eve, but I'm glad the Lord. Didn't leave Adam and Eve alone. And I'm talking about the family disconnect. Uh, I'm, time is killing me back there. But most families today are struggling. Mm-hmm. And the greatest reason they're struggling, brother, is they're not in the house of God. Right. They're getting the wrong. They're getting lied to. They're getting the wrong information. Yes, uh, their children are being misinformed. They call it disinformation. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I wasn't raised in church. I wasted 34 years. The reason I wasted 34 years, I was like Adam and Eve. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, that I, I didn't need God. I thought I'd be alright, but I found one day my great need of God, and I got in touch with Him, and things have been different ever since. But the woman, she did eat. And, and not only did she eat, but says, and gave unto her husband with her and he did eat. Now the devil's done told them a lie and God's done told them what's going to happen if he eats. Well verse 7 is going to give us the determination of which one was right. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. That's where sin comes in. You see, to him that knoweth to do good, to do it not to him it's sin. Right. Somebody said, what is the age of accountability? It's when you know 
to do something and either you don't do it or you do it knowing you're not supposed to do it. That's called accountability. Right. They now, they know that they've sinned. Their eyes are open. They know they're naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. You know, you can't, you can't hide sin. But I'm glad God made them close. And it says, They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. This is what sin does. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. You see, when, when you're in sin, you want to hide from God. God don't want you to hide from Him. God wants you to come to Him. Hey, He'll clean you up. He'll fix you up. Hey, right. I'll tell you right now, He's got what you need. If you got a sin problem, just come to Him and say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling. Uh, you know, I'm going to dare say most people do have the same problem. But I'll tell you what, Jesus came in this world to save sinners. Yeah. And not only that, He came down here because He loves sinners. He was. I used to work with a girl, uh, Brenda, her name was Edith. I told her, I said, Edith, your name's in the Bible. She said, she's from Germany. She said, my name ain't in the Bible. I said, yeah, it is. It's in there, Edith. Bible said he eat it with publicans and sinners. You name it. In there. And you know, I've done that in the first group. We'll say all horse like me and her too. But uh, you know, God loves sinners. And he eat with them. And he was a friend of sinners. And he's a friend of all sinners. I'll tell you what, he'll also be a judge. Now he's got his hands out saying, Look, I love you. Yeah. He got his hand out saying, Look, I'll help you. Yes. I'll tell you what, if you turn down that love and you turn down that help. That same hand will be the one that says, Depart from me. I never knew you. He'll judge. He's a righteous judge. He's ready to judge the quick and the dead in his appearing. He'll judge. Somebody said, Why would God send me to hell? He don't send sins to hell. He died for all the sins of the whole world. Do you know it's kind of like winning the lottery? I remember reading one time about a young man, Clarence Jackson Jr. He's 23 years old. I think that's right. I read it in Courage on paper. He won something like $6 million. But he showed up too late. I didn't know they had you know, so much time to pick it up. He showed up too late. Yeah, Brother Ed, and he never got a penny of it. Wow. He had you know, got so much time to come. And, yeah. and anyway, he showed up. Clarence Jackson Jr. didn't get a penny of that $6 million. Because he didn't. Well, that's kind of what salvation is. He was a winner. But it didn't do him no good. Because he didn't pick it up. That's the way sin is. Even if you're a sinner. Even if you're a bad sinner. Even if you're the worst of the worst. God loves you. Yeah. Hey, He can fix your problem. He can help you with it. He sets captives free. He set me free. I come to church. I so drunk. I made people drunk smell my breath. I come, couldn't stand up. They let me in there, set me down in pew. I sat there and heard the word of God. And I'll tell you right now, buddy, uh, it, it got a little personal. He's preaching on every eye of the word that men speak. They shall give account of it in the day of judgment out of Matthew chapter 18. I had a filthy mind, a filthy mouth, and it went hand in hand together. And as he's preaching that, I want you to know I got uncomfortable. I skewed this way, I skewed that way. But when he got talking about Calvin, the grace of God, hey, I'll tell you right now, he got my attention another way. I found out there was hope for me. I found out there was help for me. And it's in that one that went all the way to Calvary, glory to God. That's right. Woo! Hallelujah, I'm glad I went to Calvary. I'd like to go do that again. Amen. But here, they're in trouble. And they hear the voice of the Lord God. And they're afraid now. They weren't afraid before, but they're afraid now. And listen, the family unit today, don't fear God. He's your friend. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Uh, My advice, we'll stop right here. My advice would be get your family Get them in a good, I mean, a good church. Don't waste your time. Go to a good church. My pastor preached a message one time, Teresa, and I love the message. He said, could you recommend your church? That's the best message I've ever heard that man preach in life. Could you recommend your church? And I thought, man, now not only could I recommend this church, but I could recommend the one that he preached that message in. There's not a lot of good churches, but there's still... A lot of good ones out there. Yeah. Uh, even as few as they are, far between as they are, you can find a good church if you do your deal, 
your due diligence and yeah. seek around and ask around. You know, like I said, Andy and Shelly showed up over here and brought a whole congregation with them, nine children. And boy, what a blessing that was. But the reason they showed up over here was because I, I called them and asked them to come. And they showed up. And what a blessing they were. But they found bread and fish on the fire. They found, you know, there's not a lot of them out there. But they found a good church when they came over here. You can find a good church. Uh, you know, I'm going to stop right here. But uh, I don't care if your kids misbehave. I, I don't care what kind of problems you got. Bring them on. We'll accommodate the kids. That's right. We'll work with you on those problems. We'll help you. We sure will. We're talking about the family unit and the disconnect of the family unit. I didn't even scratch the surface. Got one of the best Sunday school teachers in Smith Grove, as far as I'm concerned, for children. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for the thought tonight. Lord, I'm probably going to carry this on for a while. Feel such a great need. I thank you for the Holy Spirit to put wind in my sails, Lord. I've been sailing tonight in the Scriptures and the Word of God. Lord, I so enjoyed even giving this discourse tonight. We'll be staying with this for a while, Lord. Uh, I see a lot of families out there, Father. Not only, Lord, divided. Uh, not only, Lord, uh, uh, disconnected, but needing, uh, Lord, to... Uh, to get in church, needing to get their lives where they need to be, to be able to enjoy what few days they have. And Lord, I pray for those families out there, Father, that are abstaining from the house of God. Lord, I pray that you just fill this little church. I pray, Father, we'd have to kick a wall out. I pray they'd show up Sunday morning, and Lord, they, they, you think we're going to have a, a fellowship meal after the service. I pray they'd come in and bust the seams out, Lord. Yeah. And Lord, we thank you for this little church, Father. What a blessing it is to be their pastor. What a blessing it is to feel the presence of God here. Lord, I pray you'll always be welcome here. I pray you'll always be honored here. Yeah. And I pray you'd help us to do our best, Lord, to do a great work for you here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Anybody got anything? Before we dismiss. That was borderline, preacher. I have there was a couple places here. I, I had to jump up and down a couple times. <laughs> but uh, anyway.